Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to announce that of merch, it is my 90s fantasy, and I just have to say thank you to my friend, dear, dear friend, Lara, who is the second guest ever of my podcast. We just celebrated one year of the podcast. We now have a lovely website. She helped me help computer, uh, and uh, so if you want to live your 90s fantasy, we've got mugs, we've got blankets, we've got fanny packs, we're, we're working on a denim jacket. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So go to please don't kick me slash shop and buy some merch, y'all. This week's episode features Leah Longbreak. She is a podcast host and content creator in Ohio, and she has a podcast called Weddings Unveiled. It's a really great episode, um, and I hope that you enjoy it. And I'm also on her podcast this week as well. So look at that on social media, and I'll share it with you. Hey, how's it going? Hello, Bianca. I am so excited because like we've kind of been doing this like fun little kiki for like a couple of weeks of like (laughs) flirting with each other through Instagram, which because we truly would be kindred spirits and best friends in real life. But of course, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome and the lovely, exciting, beautiful voice you're hearing is Leah Longbreak. Leah, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, et cetera? Oh, well, hello, Bianca. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, I'm Leah Longbreak, and I am a lifelong Clevelander, and I am a producer and host for Evergreen Podcasts. I produce and host uh, my show, Weddings Unveiled with Leah Longbreak, which is a show that's not just for couples that are playing their wedding, but if you're in the wedding industry or if you're a freak like me that is obsessed still with uh, say yes to the dress and every mm-hmm. kind of rom-com you can think of, whether you're married or not. Um, this is the show for you. Uh, I love that. Uh, I've been currently kind of, I, I got a discovery plus login. Um, well, I bought 
Discovery Plus because, you know, my husband's deployed, right? So it's like, I just want to watch all the trash all the time and he can't stop me. So I, <laughs> I have a Discovery Plus login and I have been like binge watching Four Weddings, which is oh, like yes. the best trash ever. And I've mentioned this on another podcast. My friend Mike Valdez has a podcast. I think I mentioned it to him and I also probably mentioned it on his podcast where it's so judgy. Like it's like four brides go to each other's weddings and then judge them. And then like one bride wins the honeymoon and like, they all have to be like, oh yeah, Becky, great. Like that you won. And like, they're so like They're, they're, they're like, so... this potato bar is so trash. And I, the music wasn't good enough or there's always one vegetarian out of the four and there's never <laughs> an option. She has a potato and she's not happy about it. So yes, um, I love weddings. Personally, for me, um, my dream wedding was actually to get married by an Elvis. And I told my husband that on the first date, truly, I would be on your podcast just to talk about this, like getting, oh my gosh, did please tell me you did it because that, that used to be my dream too, to go to Vegas and have Elvis marry me. Did I do it? Yes. Yes. So I told my husband, I, so I had this thing, like when I was dating, so I've been married for, it'll be four years in October. Like our official wedding date is the 13th of October, which is the Navy's birthday, which is our joke of never having to go to anything. But now a pandemic Lovato (laughs) has really knocked everything out. So it's just never going to, I don't think we're ever going to have any Navy balls ever again. And if they are, that's our excuse. And it's like, oh, it's our anniversary. Right. Um, but anyway, so we got married and uh, on paper and then, you know, I had to get on the page too and whatnot. And we celebrated with friends and family and his family, not mine. My parents were like, elope, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and on the anniversary of our first date, which is uh, the 10th of February. And so um, I told him on our first date, right before we met, we were just texting back and forth. I mean, we have a longer meet cute story than that. I think I've mentioned it on my podcast a few times, but to anyone that you're bringing on as your listeners to come here to listen to your interview, yeah. then they won't know the story. So I'll get into that, but. And you're going to come back on my show as a real bride and we're going to go super in depth. Oh but, my gosh, because yes. I went all out. Yes. Oh, you'll, you'll hear, you'll hear <laughs> about it. But I told him before we even met, I was like, these are my non-negotiables X, Y, Z. Also, I want to be married by an Elvis done. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Smart man. Honestly, people did not like that. Like men really wanted weddings. They wanted weddings, really? they wanted children. And I wanted none of those things. I wanted to be married by an Elvis. Um, sadly, oh, I thought you meant like yeah. your husband, like he was. No, just like, like eh. in dating. It was yeah, like, people yeah. were not like, I wanted to elope. And they were like, what is an elope? And I'm like, my parents gave me money. Like they're going to give me money to go anywhere in the world. Because there's a whole it. thing with doing everything the traditional. And we'll get more into that later too. Cause that's part Absolutely. of my thing with imposter syndrome. But like, uh-huh. you know, you, you, you get these expectations of what's yeah quote unquote traditional or what your family, the pressure your family might put on you. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's like, that's the thing. Like I just had this conversation with my mother-in-law where she was like, you would be such a good mom. And I was like, but I don't, that's not uh what? you're like maybe down the line but I don't want to make that decision right right and I well for me I think it's a no I think it's a hard and that's so good that you know that though and that you're but I don't I'm not a kid hater I don't hate kids right you just know that it's not what you want to do I love my nephews they're cute but like I can give them back here you go (laughs) so to go to the like the, the, the story of how my husband and I met so my husband is two years older than me and he had just moved to Denver. And I'd lived in Denver for at that point about nine, eight or nine years. And for me, just 
I just typecasted him wrongly in the first place. First of all, who was in Navy whites in a landlocked state of Colorado, which is where I'm from? No one. Uh, and I fully thought he was like either trying to catfish or whatever. So I swiped <laughs> right. I was like, sure, whatever, whatever. And then of course I had no frame of reference for the military. And before you and I press record, like you had mentioned that your brother's in the military and, yeah. and my husband's deployed. And so I had no frame of reference because um, Colorado's like, that's where the Air Force Academy is. And like, that's all people know. They don't Were really- Were you in Colorado Springs by chance? Thank God, no. Oh, okay. Well, my, <laughs> friend, my friend is currently about to move from there to Louisiana because her husband is a JAG. Oh, well, JAGs are he cool. Stationed I have, there. It's so funny because the only person my husband's ever dated that I actually do appreciate is a JAG. Her name's Priya. And she and I became friends through my podcast. She found my podcast, not knowing that like I was married to him, like didn't put the two <laughs> and two together. And Scott thought we were pulling a rag on him. He was like- Oh, that's funny. And I was like, no, like I truly didn't. What? We're, we're just friends. And he was like, okay, well that's weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she's a, I love her. She's, but she's a jag. Um, but anyway, so, so I, I swipe, right. He swipes, right. I give him my phone number. I'm like, whatever. I'm also let's backtrack and say that I was in the worst part of my career. So I was, a, I'm a, I'm a former marketing director, but at the time I was working for somewhat of a startup that was like moving out of startup into agency world and like kind of getting rid of those kinks. And mm -hmm. I was there for three years and I just hated it. And I thought if I really, my whole life, I've been very love driven and I've always wanted to just like meet my person because right. my parents were like, just get married like find your person, get married, move on. My parents are high school sweethearts. So like they gave me an oh. unattainable like view yeah. of love, right? Because yep. like they met each other in high school. Like, what am I doing? Like it's and, like the Disney. It's like the right, Disney right. And children. But they never pushed that on me, which I really appreciate about Sandy and Jerry Bear. They never did that. Aww. So um, so dating in my 20s was just like complete trash. And it was like scraping the bottom of the bottom of the barrel and Dates were awful. Anyway, so I swipe right, get my phone number. He invites me to go to this bar and it's just, it's like the douchiest bar. Like think of the shittiest bar that's outside of a stadium in Cleveland. <laughs> and that's what he invited me to on a Saturday in an off season across the street from the baseball stadium. Oof. And I was like, um, absolutely not. I'm not going there. And so I just was like, I'm not going to meet this dude. Like I, he's a dude, bro. Like I'm not doing it. Right. He's totally not. He might be the biggest nerd I've ever met in my entire lifetime. Like I have magic, the gathering cards for days, but, um, so I didn't meet him. He lost oh. my number. I just kind of moved on. I rage quit my job. I flew to Chicago, did a solo trip, tried to see if I could see myself living there because I was like, maybe I'm done with Denver. And I flew back and I like logged into all my accounts, like updated my photos with like different photos. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? And the day before I met my husband, I had gone on quite possibly the worst date of my life. Ooh. Um, where the guy was like trying to take my phone and my Fitbit. And then he was like, let's share an Uber. He, he thought it went really well. And I also like just went Dutch with me on a bill when I told him repeatedly, like, Ugh. I'm going to pay for my portion. He wanted to like, he insisted on like me. It was a lot. So I was like, Ugh. I don't even remember his name, but he just, he looked like he was wet. That but it just makes you like, it looks wet. <laughs> no, so, I totally know what you're meaning that. Like the awful slick Ricks. Right. And so yeah. I was just like, I am done dating. I should not be dating. I quit a job. I need to be focusing on me. So I was logging into all my dating apps and I was like, delete Bumble, delete <laughs> copy meets bagel. I was like, oh, <laughs> whatever, delete this, delete that, whatever. And I'm logging into my OkCupid and I was like, well, I've got some messages. Oh, I'm, clearly it's going to be like a bunch of polyamorous people that like want to like add me to their 
quadruple whatever right or whatever they are and um I log in and I was like well just for s shits and giggles why do you say like I'm like it's my podcast I can be expletive what am I doing <laughs> uh just for you know shits and giggles I'm gonna look in my other inbox and in okay cupid if you are not a match percentage above I think it's like a 62 percent they will put you into the other inbox and my husband's mm. very political he loves to fight on the internet we had wedding vows about it um <laughs> and so which he's been so much better about it because he has like zero access to the internet now so it's like <laughs> I don't really have to see it anymore but he was very politically charged in his his, his answers and I and because I was trying to find my potential mate I didn't answer any of those questions because I you didn't want to have ends of the spectrum. No, I would say he and I are both independent, left leaning on a lot of things, right leaning on like more fiscal things. Gotcha. So, okay. um, so just more independent than anything. And but it wasn't so, like he's a Republican, you're Dem, and no, like... no, 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 not okay. at all. It was not like that at all. So, uh, he, so I had my profile set up like a booby trap where it was like, I first I I'm, I mean, you can tell this through like my Instagram posts and stuff. I'm pretty, I, this is going to sound egotistical, but I know I'm funny. Like I know I'm funny because I, I poke fun at myself and I also use every lift ride, like a little, like a little, uh, comedy, like open mic night. And so I, I know that I'm like witty and I'm a creative, I've I've been a creative writer, a copywriter. And so I know how to write. Right. So I had everything set up and I had in my, and then, and then like the last part of OkCupid's profiles was like, don't message me if, and I was like, Ooh, boy, here's a laundry list. Like, because I had figured out things that didn't work with me and didn't gel with me. And I was like, those are hard lines in the sand. I'm not doing it again. And he read those. Like, first of all, he responded to everything in my profile, every single thing. He was like, well, I like to like take photos and like, that's so cool. Like, that's a great date idea. I'd love to do trivia. Cause I was like, I love bar trivia. No one's bad at it. If you think that you're bad at bar trivia, don't message me. Like everyone's good at bar trivia because you don't know like what they're going to ask you. So I just like, basically like just laid it all out there. And, uh, I see the message I'm reading it. I got kind of emotional reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like the nicest message. I'm like, who sent me this? Navy whites. Aww. Like, oh, this fucker, this motherfucker, you know, like this guy again. <laughs> and I, so I respond to him. So I respond to him and I was like, Hey, this is kind of crazy. I don't know if you remember this, but we matched in December. Um, and I was like, I mean, you asked me to go to, you asked me to go to a bar that I hate and I didn't meet you. And I apologize, but like, um, I'd love to have a second chance is what I said to him basically. And he was yeah. like, and he was like, and I was like, do you still have my number? He was like, yeah, I think so. Just like area codes are weird. Cause he just moved from Hawaii to, to Denver and he had moved, you know, I just, I was, I was so wrong about everything about him. I unfairly judged him. Oh yeah. I thought like military. So he's like been married before he has children. He's divorced when really my husband, uh, is the biggest nerd on the planet. I love him to death. (laughs) And he had been focusing on his career. He was enlisted. He got his, um, he commissioned, uh, eight years in, he was working on that, trying to get to a Lieutenant. And so he was in Hawaii, like busting his ass, got to, and then chose Denver because he was like, I have a really good feeling about, I I don't know what it is, but I just, something's pulling me to Denver. And I was the asshole in the situation and was like, ah. <laughs> like, cause I had my radius set, Leah, I had my radius set to like one mile away from my house. That's how little I cared. I was like, but like, just, no, like I'm not going any further. And so like, 
I lived close enough to downtown that it would get people downtown. So, um, I ate my words. I fully moved into an apartment downtown with this man a month into dating. Wow. Our first date lasted 72 hours. He was like, what are the odds? I was like, Denver is very small. The odds of us meeting on uh, any app (laughs) multiple times was very likely. And, um, but he didn't have to look at your full profile and I have to give you major props because, most people wouldn't think to put all their non-negotiables out there on the table. To I had start. to do it. You have to no, do it. No, but it's so smart. Like I, more people should be doing that. I think well, in, yeah. in general, you really need to, cause like, I know I made that mistake in the past. Like I'm married now, but like mm-hmm. I ignore, I had my list of non-negotiables, but I'd ignore them. I'd be like, you okay, would. you'd be well, like, maybe I can vent. Maybe I can vent. And then you're right. like, oopsies cannot bend. Don't like it. And then like six it. months in, you're like, that fucking matters to me. Like, I can't do this. One of the things, and this is like kind of unpopular, but one of the things, and it's only because I dated someone that it was such an issue for him. I can't be with someone who doesn't have a college degree. And when I say that, I don't mean it privileged wise. I don't mean it saying that I'm better than you than I have a college degree. It's just Edward. His name was Edward. If you worked at Starbucks where they literally pay for your bachelor degree, and pay for you to go to school and you were eight credits shy of getting your degree and you were a manager of Starbucks, why did you not complete your degree? Right. So, and then he would hold it over my head. Well, you're just lucky because you have a degree and I have to work in retail. I was like, no one's making you do any of these things. Right. If you wanted it enough, you would have done it. Right. Right. And that's like kind of how it started like scraping the barrel. I was like, I dated the barista across the street from my work and just (laughs) Jesus Christ. But anyway, I met my husband and yay, but, but (laughs) But I will say that I took a chance and I was so against my grain and I want my listeners, I always tell my listeners this and I preface this, if someone makes you uncomfortable or you don't think they're the one, don't meet them. However, I just had this feeling after our second conversation, like he broke that barrier of my like facade of like on my guard because I'm a woman and I'm a single woman. I don't want people to attack me and like, ah. And he broke through that fourth wall, you know, so to speak. And you know what he said to me before he picked me up? He was like, cause I let, I gave my address. You let him pick you up? Apparently I was like, cause I was thinking like, he's in his Navy whites. What? Like if it'll be an investigation on the news, like I'm a (laughs) true crimer. And I was like, I'm not afraid, whatever. I remember he texted me and he was like, I hope it's my last first date. And I thought it was a line. (laughs) He really meant it. He truly meant it. And I had laryngitis on our first date and that lasted 72 hours. He took me to get hot toddies. I mean, really, I miss him so much. He's such an amazing man. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful every, every single day for him. And I love him, but um, I thank him for his service. Oh, don't, don't do that. (laughs) Anyone, anyone in the military, I think for their service, because I don't have the courage to do it. Honestly, I say that all the time. Leah, I say it all the time that like, I have friends. So I respect the crap out of my female friends that are officers in the military, as well as enlisted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if, if a platoon or someone, I don't even know what that is in the Navy. Cause I'm only, my only frame of reference is Navy, but I have friends that are officers and military here, here and the other and enlisted as well. The second that someone would yell at me, I would burst into tears. Like I would just be like, yeah. And then I would run away. Like it would be so embarrassing. I'd go AWOL and that would be my fault. Like, no, so me I, too. I can't, like, I don't like being yelled at because I'm, I'm not necessarily such a people pleaser, but I just really just like, I really love people. And I love like, 
I'm, I'm kind of like that scene in Mean Girls where she's where it's like she's supposed to be like the never been kiss girl and she's like I just wish we could like make a cake with rainbows I'm picturing you and I being like some really sad version of Private Benjamin with Goldie Hawn oh my goodness yes (laughs) it would just be a mess oh we would be so bad we would just like we would like go AWOL they would like find us at a bar (laughs) it'd be so bad but anyway (laughs) I could talk to you clearly for hours, but um, we are on a podcast about imposter syndrome and thank you so much for reaching out to me. um, And then of course, stalking my Instagram, which then I was so grateful for. And I saw one of your comments (laughs) and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, But it's it's lovely to have you. And because I mentioned my husband and I's meet cute, uh, what is yours? So uh, my husband and I technically first met somewhere between maybe 2008 and nine. So we both work, um, I, I'm in podcasting now, but I was in television prior and he's in television and we were both working in sports at the time. He was doing stuff with the Browns and with, um, I think Fox sports and he had been traveling with games and stuff. And I worked at the Cleveland Cavaliers and monsters and gladiators. Mm-hmm. And so for the Cavs, for the Cavs, I, at this point I was game presentation and I was on the court crew. So I was out there tossing the t-shirt and balls to the crowd and <laughs> bringing out the contestants and all that fun stuff. And so after the game, um, those of us in game presentation, a few other departments, we would wander across the street to one of the bars and, um, just have drinks and bullshit, whatever. Well, one of the, one of my coworkers, his best friend is my husband. And so my husband had got off of his job for the night. And so he came and met up and his nickname is Rudy. His name is Patrick, but his nickname with close family and friends is Rudy. And that's a whole other funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I let him tell that one. Cause I don't know if he wants me telling everybody or not, but, um, so he, I, I remember the name Rudy cause it was so distinctive. Right. And then, so we kind of like just said, hi, like whatever I was still in the midst of a relationship. I think he might've been in a relationship. I don't know. We just kind of like met, it was like, whatever. And then we kind of met a few more times the same way, just like socially with friends, but I wasn't looking. He obviously wasn't like, it was nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in 2011, uh, August of 2011, I went back to school and I went to the Ohio center for broadcasting, which is now Ohio media school. And, uh, uh maybe a month into my schooling, we started off with radio. It was radio and television. And a month in, we switched from radio to television and in walks Patrick and our friend, Daryl. And they were my, they became my teacher. No way. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, oh, it's you. Like he was just Rudy, right? Like I, yeah. I knew him through like friends, but like whatever. And so like, we started talking more like that, but he was only like my instructor for a, maybe two months. Cause then he got a full-time job elsewhere and left. But we stayed in touch, you know, like our friendship really grew from there. And then I eventually got hired. He like, let me know about a freelance job at his company. And so I went for it and I ended up getting hired. And so we just started working together too. And then like, again, like I was doing my thing. He was in his doing his thing. And then a few years in, like we're best friends and like his relationship, his marriage ends and my relationship ends and I cried Lord to him and a few other friends like about that. 
And then one day it was just kind of like, hey, hey, hey. And he asked me out to go for drinks after work, but he's like, but I'm going to pay. Like, I mean, he'd pay oh, here. Oh, there. I like, love that he was like, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay but like, for you. It's a date, actually. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, like he'd pay here and there, but it was kind of like, just so you know, I'm going to pay. Like, it was just kind of like, he didn't like really say it like that, but you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you got the gist yeah. that like, this isn't just us going for drinks to bullshit after work. Like, I, it's you and me, no one else is invited and I'm taking you out. So, um, so yeah, that was like, and then all of a sudden it was just almost pretty much inseparable. Oh, <laughs> and I love that. we dated for three years and on our three year anniversary. So actually we get to how we like our official officially dating. We had been dating for like a couple months and I just kind of want to take it really slow. Cause like we were best friends and we worked together. So it was kind of, he came out of a relationship and I'm coming out of a relationship, you know, and yeah, so I am. Yeah. So it was a couple months in, it was October of 14 and we were at the great lakes brewing company, annual Christmas ale beer tapping. Mm-hmm. And we both would go every year, either solo with friends or like together. Like the last few years have been like, you know, with mutual friends. Well, so we go there and everyone canceled, like coincidentally, nothing purposely, like everyone backed out and it was just he and I. <laughs> like for the first time ever and so he he and I like toasted drinks and he goes I you know I want it to be just us and that's when we became official oh and then goodness. three years later he like wrote my parents into being able to get off of work to come to the Christmas sale <gasps> tapping and a bunch of our friends and they they happened to score a table which you can never score a table at the Christmas sale tapping like it's very rare like it's always <laughs> packed right yeah they scored a table and um his mom who doesn't drink beer and doesn't like to drive around that area like she was able to show up it was very like you're like this is that's what that's when like i i went to the bathroom and put lipstick on just in case and sure enough he did he proposed to me on our three-year anniversary at the christmas sale tapping and before we hop into the interview because i have to just tell my story so my (laughs) husband asked my dad's so my husband unbeknownst to me i always told him i wanted tiffany's ring Right. Like I want a mm-hmm. Tiffany's ring. I've always wanted that little, that little greenish blue teal yeah, box. Little blue box. Yeah. And he took me into the Tiffany's store multiple times. Unbeknownst to me, did not think he was buying a ring from Tiffany's had no idea. It was backordered. And yet he had literally, we've seen city in color, uh, Dallas green. We've mm-hmm. seen city in color together. It's one of our only concerts we've gone to together. Cause my husband's afraid of marijuana because he's an officer in the military. Oh, yeah. So, um, he got it inscribed to say my beautiful girl, this man wanted to have city and color play a song, the girl. And it was $10,000. He was like, "Mm," uh, to, to, to propose to me. And then he thought about having like there's a place in Denver called the cabaret watchtower and you can see all of Denver. Cause I'm, I'm, I have a, I have, you've seen my tattoos. I have two different bicep pieces. My right one is a, is an Elvis stitch. And my left one is a Denver, um, Denver skyline with the cash register building and everything. Like I'm Denver until I die. Don't care. I was born in Minnesota. I do. I do agree with a lot of things about Minnesota. I'm very Minnesota nice, but I am 100% Colorado like through and through. Oh yeah. And I will be that way until I die and I'm Denver. (laughs) So he had all these ideas. And then what ended up transpiring was my parents knew he would, he, I guess he texted my mom or something. And like, he knew that like 
he wanted to ask me the ring came in and he was, I didn't know this, but he was, my husband has really bad anxiety. So sometimes, and so he was like very nervous and he was scared. I was going to find it. I'm five foot three, the shelves in our closet. I didn't look at those. Like, and he thought I was going to find this tiny little box oh. that's like wrapped perfectly. <laughs> and see, and like the girl that at the Tiffany store, Sandy, she like with an, with a Y and like my mom's an I not with why but she's like she she played it off every time we come in she was like oh hi like are you like still thinking about it or whatever and she, meanwhile unbeknownst to me he's just getting my ring size and getting my preferences and I honestly I love my engagement ring so much it's it's gorgeous and then I have a brilliant earth wedding band is oh. they're they don't really match but I love them yeah and um in the inscription of the band it says my beautiful girl from the Aww. city and colors, the girl, which it's really well known. I think it was on one tree Hill or something, but regardless, it's, it's, it's our song. Like if I hear it with him gone, I cry. But so my parents like, were like, we want to do brunch. And I'm like, okay. And it was just like kind of a clusterfuck of a situation. Like, <laughs> so I was paying cause, cause Scott's apartment didn't have enough parking spaces for everyone. And I had an Audi a four and I was parking it. I was paying $300 to park it like in a garage. Oh and that day they decided to do maintenance on the garage door. And I was supposed to go pick my parents up. Cause they decided to park by my old house. And it was like a whole fucking clusterfuck. And it was seven in the morning and they wanted to go to snooze. And I hate snooze. It's like by union station. So it's like, just, just my, my parents are like just crumb gudgeons. I love them, but they're crumb gudgeons. <laughs> they're not listening to this. They told me that my podcast is boring. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> So my mom's like, when are you going to use your degree? I'm like, I'm using it every day. But, um, so I'm like, long story short, we go to brunch with them. And then the Oktoberfest is going on in Denver, which is one of my favorite things in the world. And so like, I guess while my parents were checking out the apartment and like saying hi to Murphy, my old dog, who, um, unfortunately we had to put down last year and all of that, like they were saying hi to Murphy and like checking out the apartment looking at everything. I, I guess I'd like had to go to the bathroom or something, or I was parking the car or I was walking back some, some weird stuff. I think I dropped them off. And Scott said, Jerry, do I have your permission? And he was like, fucking take her. I don't care. Like you want, you want that? That's go for it. Like (laughs) weird take her. And so Scott then was still so terrified that I was going to find this ring and so we, so Scott's like, Hey, let's like, let's get out of the apartment. And I was like, okay. Like after brunch. Right. So it's like, a, yeah. it was like, I want to say it was like a Saturday. He's like, let's go, let's go to an Oktoberfest. So we get like turkey legs and like steins of beer. And as I'm eating this turkey leg and drinking a sign of beer, he's like, today's the day I'm asking her. Okay. But here's where it gets tricky. We walk back home with our steins of beer. And we ended up making like them into succulent planners, which was kind of cool. But we, we get back and I realize that I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> like literally like, I really have to go. Like the Marts and beer was not agreeing with oh, me. I no. really had to go. I really had to go. And there's a bathroom at the bottom of the uh, place. So I was like, Scott, just like open the garage door of the, of where we live downtown. I was like, open it. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, what's the code? And he was like, he gives me the code. I'm like, okay, okay. And I like ran and I almost put my (laughs) pants and I get back thinking I fully need to like shower and like cry. Cause I'm like, I, that was so embarrassing. (laughs) And what is this man doing? He's on one knee. Oh my God. See, that's love. And I told him before he proposed to me, I was like, I want my nails done. Like 
you need to warn me so I can get my nails done. My nails were not done. Um, September 24th. That's the day that he proposed to me. Oh, it's so cute though. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. Anyway, but we are on a podcast about imposter syndrome and clearly I need to be on yours because like, obviously yes, I, w- I could I, talk about love forever. Do, we're going to do the full story over at weddings unveiled. So I love tuned. it. I love it. Yes. Okay. So let's start with the first question, mm-hmm. which is, do you feel like you have it all figured out? No, <laughs> I, I feel like okay. if you, if you're friends fans, like I'm, it's my all time favorite yes. show. Like my, my bridal shower was friends themed. Mm-mm. Like all the way through, like I had the guitar that said Phoebe will be back in five minutes. All the food was themed like Rachel's trifle and Joey's no. meatball sandwiches and, and Joey sandwiches and the pizzas and all it. that. Yeah. So, um, but I feel like Phoebe in season one of friends, when Monica asks her like, Phoebe, do you have a plan? And she goes, I don't even have a plan. <laughs> like, that's how I feel sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm a lot. I'm an anxious person by nature. Me too. Um, but I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm not as hard on myself about not having it quote unquote all figured out. Like yeah. it's okay to go with the flow because you know, my entire life, every time I try to make a plan, God was like, okay, I'll show you what you're going to actually do. <laughs> so, you know, I, no, I don't have it all figured out, but it's okay. I don't have it all figured out. That's totally normal. First of all, you're going to fucking hate me. Excuse my language, but you're going to hate me. I Why? Got to, I got to go to the 25th or was it the 25th? Anyway, I got to go to the friends pop up in New York city. I'm sorry. You did. Yeah. I don't hate you for that. I'm just jealous. <laughs> um, and it was, you know what it was? It was like, have you ever gone to something and it's like so Instagram focused that like everyone's like, and take a photo on my phone and my phone and but my phone. Can't, it's like, can't be in it's the like moment. can you just like put it in the cloud? Like the technology exists for a reason, Jinzy. <laughs> but anyway, I, you feel like I you love- couldn't be in the moment there though. Like, cause every, it, everyone was like, kind so- of, it's very, it was very manufactured, but I did put a Turkey on my head. I will say. Oh, that. so yes, jealous. it pre COVID. I would never do that now. I'm like in a panini. Like never. Well, I'm a but, germaphobe by nature. Like COVID, oh, I feel cool. like COVID yeah. has made Howie Mandel and me validated. <laughs> yes. And so, I, so for me, like, but not having a plot, like yeah. I don't have a plot. I'm moving to Hawaii in a couple of weeks. And I was telling you like, kind of like I'm an yeah. anxious person as well. And imposter syndrome is so rooted in anxiety mm-hmm. um, and self-esteem and all of those things. And I yep. was telling you, I was like, I just, I don't have space. I was like, I'm a, blah, like I'm a lot. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And it's yeah. can be very overwhelming though, especially when like you want to, you know, be there for other people yeah. and they're, oh, and, yeah. and you know, you have like this laundry list of things to do. And do you ever feel like when you have the, I'm sure like maybe right now with like having to pack up your life and move to another state mm-hmm. and your husband's not there to help you at, at the moment, because you know, he's off in deployment, like you'll have this laundry list of things you need to do. And you just look at it and go, I know I need to do all this. And I don't want to do a fucking thing right now. Like, oh I yeah, just, I would rather just I, scroll you, on TikTok. Like that's what I would, or would just rather sit there do. and stare at it because you're just so overwhelmed and anxious by it that you're like, oh yeah, I can't, I, I can't with uh-huh. this. I have to set like, like little, like gold star for myself. I'm like, okay, today we're gonna, oh, we're gonna do a big girl call and we're gonna call this person. And mm. 
we're going to get this taken care of. And then once that's taken care of, then we're going to do this tomorrow. And it's like, I should not have to be doing these things, but you know what? I will say the, the resiliency and being having a deployed spouse and him not being here. And he actually has not really been here at all during the pandemic in the slightest. So he's been maybe in the last year, 30% I've seen him. Right. Wow. So it's I'm by myself. Quarantine. And I have been quarantined. Oh yeah. So I like I I said goodbye to him. I dropped him off. He looked ridiculous when I dropped him off. Just you know, everything else is just like I don't have anything figured out. And then people were like, Are you excited to move to Hawaii? I'm like, um, I will be excited when I get there because my dog has to get there, my husband has to get there, my yeah. household goods has to get my Peloton bike has to get there in one piece. So like, yes, like uh, yeah. Am I excited for my husband not to deploy ever a fucking again? Great. Yeah, I am. But I'm also not stoked because I'm doing all of this and it's a lot. Like, right. And this isn't like you're going to like the next state over. You're not just taking a U-Haul yeah. moving to the next house. You have to go over water. <laughs> this, yeah. My, my shit's going to go on a boat. Like it's not yeah. going So let's talk about imposter syndrome. So do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you? So the fitting in thing, you know, that's so, you know, my pretty much like growing up, I never like really felt like I fit in. Like I was, I was bullied when I was in grade school. And it's funny because like I'm friends, I'm friends with all of them now. Weird. Like, I'm still <laughs> friends with people that I went to school with since the second grade, but like I was bullied for a, a handful of years there because I was considered too big for my britches because you know, when it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everyone's like a doctor, a teacher. And I was like, I'm going to be bigger than Madonna. I'm going to be a famous singer and actor <laughs> and dancer. And it was like, what? And like, I, you know, my parents were teenagers when they had me. And so I, and I grew up with them. So like, I was watching soap operas and adult movies and stuff like that and just taught right from wrong. So it wasn't like, you know, I don't know, but you know, I went to a parochial school and a lot of the kids weren't growing up the same way I was so they like they're watching lamb chops and I'm like uh you didn't watch as well turns like I negotiate <laughs> like Wednesday like when I would get grounded because I got grounded a lot for like back talking or bad grades um because I was just in Leah land like I just wanted to do Leah things uh, um I would negotiate like share and clueless I would negotiate my groundings so I could still watch now to an Melrose place and my mom would let me so I would have Whoa. no phone or no radio, but I could watch now tuna most of So anyways, um, I would get made fun of for being like too big for my britches and like not one of the kids. And I didn't start to feel like I had, you know, kind of fit in till high school. And even that wasn't like totally like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I was a cheerleader and in drama as a butterfly and like all these things, but I just kind of felt like I just floated, you know, I wasn't mm -hmm. like popular or anything like that. And then being in media, you know, there's pressure to like fit in, you know, and, and there's a certain expectation. And it wasn't really until 30, when I turned 30 is when I started to kind of give a little less fucks. And yes. I, would say, I would say about 35 is when the whole like caring if I fit in or not really started to go away. And now I just turned 38 and I'm just like, 
if I don't fit in with you, that's your problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. really, and quarantine's been great about having to worry about fit in or not. Like, what are you going to do? Not Zoom me? Whatever. <laughs> not Zoom me. <laughs> Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good for you. Um, I'm sad because you have roller skates. I have roller <laughs> skates and we have to roller skate together. I'll gladly come to Hawaii. Never. Right. And I just vaccinated. got them. I just got them. But, but honestly, like, um, I was the weird kid. I was newspaper editor. I never really fit in. I yes. was not, I was not athletic. My, I, I, you know, I watched my sister go through it and she was the cheerleader and they dropped her and then she got really hurt. And I was like, Oh, okay. Never doing that. Um, but for me, I was always told in my twenties, like you're going to get to your thirties and things are going to make sense. Like it's like your thirties are amazing. And I'm like, okay. And then (laughs) honestly it clicked for one, I met my husband and then like I was dating him and I was moving, you know, through life and just kind of like floating along. And I turned 30 and I will tell you that like, it kind of clicked for me. A lot of it was pandemic. A lot of it was my therapist, Justina, shout out to this Justina. But I honestly feel like in this last year, I've connected into my own. Mm-hmm. And once you stop caring what people think, cause like, I know I'm loud and I'm brash and I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I, I understand that like, not everyone's going to love me, but I don't need to apologize for that exactly. anymore. And you that's where it. I'm at. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so you don't like me because I have ADHD. Great. Like, I'm loud. I'm in your face. And when you are a, I'm an extroverted introvert. I don't know if you are. Yeah, no, that's exactly how, that's the perfect way of putting it. And I'm also an empath. So like when people like, don't like me, it hurts my feelings a little bit, but it's also like, oh, so you don't like me because you're jealous. Like you're not, not not necessarily you're jealous, but you don't like me because it's something inside of you. That is the reason because I'm being me and you don't like me because it's something inside of whatever is in your forecast. Like it's not me. Absolutely. It's something I had to work on that I didn't really, I, I don't know if it's fully cured or not because you know, quarantine, we have to, we don't have to be around people really, but mm-hmm. pretty much my entire life, I'll just say I have been that person that I could be in a room of a hundred people. Mm-hmm. 99 people will love me and adore me and say whatever to me. And one person will hate me and I will fixate on that one fucking person and oh, be like, yeah. why don't you like me? Of course. And <laughs> I don't I'm, say I'm, it to them, but I will internally be like, what can I do to make you like me? Everyone else does. Why don't you like, you know what I mean? And you honestly, can't. it's, 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 it's hard. It's well, it's dumb. hard because, because I've had, I don't know. I think, I think it's hard. It's harder. Like for me, because it's like, I put myself out there authentically now. And I didn't used to do that, but I, I, Mm -hmm. I've been very conscious about doing that in the last couple of years. And I tell my husband, like, what did he say to me? Like it was yesterday. And I was like, well, what if you don't, because I think my Bourdain was like one, my dog was like wandering around in the yard and I, and I was picking up poop, I think was what I was doing or something. And he was (laughs) on the phone with me. And I was like, well, what if you don't like me? And he was like, I married you for you. I know who you are. And now you are putting who you are out every single day. Yep. He was like, and I'm proud of you for it. He was like, but I, there's no issue here. I still love you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I really think if there's any kind of cure for imposter syndrome, if there's, you know, if yeah. you're looking to cure it to me, I would think finding yourself and yes, being okay with yourself, mm-hmm. owning who you are. And it comes down to the power of authenticity. Yes. Cause then you care, you don't care what other people think or say, you, you don't care if you're going to fit in or not. 
Yeah, I'm at that point. Yeah. You know, like you and I, we have friends that are drag queens and we support, you know, we're allies for the LGBTQIA community. And I think of how many of our friends, especially those that do drag, you know, what they've had to go through with Mm -hmm. being different, you know, wanting to, yeah, I don't know if cross dress is still like the term for it, but like, it's you know, not, stop it. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm canceled. No I, kidding, I actually, care. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what the, the term is like, but anyways, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, I feel for, like I'm what joking. they had to go through. I was joking. And, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know anymore, but like, I, you know, when I think of that, like my issues of like not fitting in is nothing. I mean, that, that is not nothing. Everyone's situation well, yeah. It yeah. matters. Everyone matters. But when I think of like what they've had to go through, because you know, they want to dress boldly and opposite of what society tells them they should do. And, you know, but those that quit giving a shit and they're doing their thing, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's like unicorns or butterflies. Like they come out of their shell and like they're authentically them. And I don't know, people flock to, I think that kind of ownership and joy. Absolutely. And I, yeah, that makes sense. And I have friends that are, so I'll, I'll bring it back to something that I love about my podcast is it's always been an inclusive space for people Mm -hmm. who feel like they can have a conversation with me. So, um, at the time of recording this, the previous episode was a friend of mine, Courtney, who is a trans female Mm -hmm. and she felt invisible as a gay black male and then was given a voice as soon as she became trans, because she's like, this is who I really, I'm always, I've always been Courtney. I want to be Courtney. She's a drag performer as well. And so for me, like whenever I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm hearing them talk, it's one, it's all imposter syndrome. Cause like Ru comes in the room and he's like, Hey sis, like, what are you, like, what are you, <laughs> like, like what's going on? And they're like, well, I just feel like really in my head. And then like Ru's like, stop that. That's me to my friends all the time. Like, stop that. Like, just yeah. stop. But it is nice to know. And like, this is something I love about the trans community and like being an ally for LGBTQIA plus it's like helping people, shielding people and being inclusive for people has helped me really understand so much more about this community because I'm, I'm like, I'm such a strong ally to the point where I think TikTok, TikTok thinks I'm gay, but I'm not, I'm very much (laughs) a gay man in a straight woman's body. And I just, I care so much and so deeply about everything that has to do with it. And I'm very like a person for social justice. Like I care about all these things. And at the end of the day, like, I don't like people feeling like they, they can't be them Mm. because I have been told my entire life that I can't be me, whether it was from my parents, whether Mm -hmm. it was from my sister, whether it was from my friends. And so to come into, it's it's such a flex to be in my thirties and to come into, okay, here's me. I'm not apologizing for it. Right. And the fact that I've attracted more honey, like more bees with the honey of Mm -hmm. being myself versus the vinegar of not and putting a facade on that's imposter syndrome 100%. And so something I've, I've realized doing this podcast for the last year is that that is actually where true growth happens is when you realize it doesn't matter you can take that mask off and be you and it's okay. And it's scary. It's really scary. It's really scary. I, a lot of the time it comes from like, you know, switching careers or mm-hmm. friendships or whatever that might be. And, and some so, people aren't going to like it, but you have to just be okay with that. 
and I'm going to think about them at 3 a.m. But yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> right? But that's what you think. That's the hump you have to get over. And as you move through your 30s, hopefully you think about it a lot less. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to success because I love this question mm-hmm. because everyone and I was reading your answer and you write <laughs> you write like my brain works which I love I feel like we're are you an Aries or a Leo no oh what are what do you, what do you think what do you think I am okay I, I thought you were a fellow Aries like you seem very fiery I'm an Aries mm, so that's why I I think I'm a fire symbol but um you have not said the biggest one well, Sagittarius is the other fire sign. Oh, never mind. I think I'm an earth or water. Wait, what's your sign? I'll tell you. My birthday is 69. <laughs> I'm June. I'm a Oh, June 9th? You're Gemini. Oh, how did I actually not guess that? My brother, <laughs> my brother's a Gemini. My dad's a Gemini. Wait, wait, wait. Plus. When's your brother's birthday? When's your brother's May birthday? May 29th. May 29th. Okay. My husband is June 11th. My mom ah. is my mom is June 1st. My sister is June 3rd. So many Geminis. So like, oh, but how they, do you guys, like you guys are, how do you plan anything? Because Gemini's are notorious for just like making a plan and then completely doing the opposite, like 24 hours later. I mean, honestly, like with ADHD plus being a Gemini, it's hard. And I hate to like talk horoscopies, but, um, my <laughs> husband and I, my husband and I, so the compatible, I feel like Aries is compatible with Gemini or something like that. We are. Not. Yeah. Yeah, Aries totally. is compatible. So that's why you and I would be like best friends. Absolutely. If, in fact, I have a chat pulled up cause I, I put your phone number into my computer cause I haven't and I was going to like <laughs> text you and be like, We're best friends. but, um, <laughs> you should also my husband and I like, we are so simpatico. It's crazy because I don't think he's like necessarily I'm Gemini through and through. Like I'm a crazy person. Like I will admit <laughs> that I'm like, Wah! like I'm you, I'm Bob, the drag Queens impression of Utica. Like that's who I am. You know how I should have guessed you were Gemini. Cause you made a key Gemini, every Gemini that I know's statement, Gemini's love to make people laugh. And oh. you made that comment and that's a big key. Like that's a huge thing for Gemini's. You like to make people laugh and happy. Wow. Thank you. I feel You're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I was born on June 9th. Uh, my, it, it's crazy because my mom and my sister could not be more opposite and like not Gemini. And then my husband, I think he's pretty spot on Gemini for the most part. And then, you know, what's crazy is my sister-in-law and I are one month apart to the day. She's one month older than me. So she's May 9th and I'm June 9th. And, uh, and, and we're the same age. So what she's one month older than me, but, um, which, which I think is funny. Cause I will never forget her birthday. Cause I like, I know my <laughs> right? birthday is June 9th. I don't know. I actually, you know, I know my brother-in-law's birthday. I don't know Mike's birthday. I don't Do you know feel like if people else. are on Facebook, you don't know their birthday. <laughs> I, feel, I honestly birthday. feel like if you exit, well, as a military spouse, like if you exit, like, especially in this last year, it's like, if you exit my life and you're kind of like in and out, like, I just can't, like my brain can only keep so many things object permanently in my brain (laughs) that like, I just don't remember. Like you have to have something that like makes me remember. Otherwise I don't, um, like, like, like birthdays are hard because like my mother-in-law is like in December and then like my father-in-law's in in August, but that's easy for me because my dad's also in August and he's a Leo. And so it's like easy. And my sister and my mother, like it was all easy. It was like all the women of the Catalonies, like they're all in right there. But yeah, (laughs) no, I just, I agree with you. It's like, I also don't know people's birthdays. Like my, one of my besties, Rick, like it was his birthday and he didn't want to make a big deal about it. I was like, bitch, it's your birthday. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Like we have to celebrate it. Yeah. 
So um, I think I'm still like, celebrating mine. I celebrate all of April. I know. So. And you were roller, you did a queen glow up. You roller skated into your thirties, like your late thirties and just like did a thing. And then I put my crown on. <laughs> I know you did. It was, it was such a flex and I love it. the best I- $20 I've ever spent on Amazon. So I think we've talked about imposter syndrome like enough and we can move on into my favorite part of the conversation, of course, which is fanaticals and unpopular opinions. So what is one or a few things you're fanatical about and why? So I didn't even think about the horoscope thing. Like I'm all about horoscopes, not like the daily horoscope stuff, but like people's signs. Like I do see a lot of stuff with signs, but okay. So aside from that, I am a freak for magazines. I have them since I was little. I actually have the first 15 years of InStyle magazine and I actually made InStyle magazine thanks to my Instagram post. Like they put what? it in their editor's notes, my no picture. Way. So I, I felt like it wasn't the cover like I had always dreamed of, but I made it still in the magazine. Um, what a flex. Like different, <laughs> like different like Vanity Fairs and time. And like right now I'm trying to get my hands on the new Vogue with Amanda Gorman on the cover. So like I, I'm, I'm a freak for magazines. Like when I go to, whether it's Barnes and Noble, CVS, the grocery store, whatever, I have to go past the magazine aisle. And even if I don't buy something, I will judge the book by the cover. <laughs> like I will like, that person did a great job. Like I was obsessed with Glamour magazine for the longest time. It's still a great magazine, but I loved it under the reign of um, Cindy Levy. And um, that, I mean, that's just the kind of magazine freak I am. Like I get like about 15 different uh, subscriptions in the mail. Like I still subscribe. So I have my Did tangible you magazines you in keeping hand. them alive. I'm trying to. So yeah. Um, and then something else I'm fanatical about is I'm a freak for seventies music, especially, um, yacht rock and seventies <laughs> light rock and pre quarantine for about like five or six years in a row. My best friends who happen to live on our street, they, for my birthday, they would host a game night. We come over in our pajamas and there's like four or five of us couples and we play games until like three in the morning and they'd play Yacht Rock for me until like we got really drunk and then we'd switch it to like nineties hip hop. And <laughs> they made my favorite cake, confetti cake. My best friend, Nicole. Oh is God, confetti cake is delicious. Amazing baker. And so, yeah, <laughs> so I missed that. But um, all about the 70s at rock. And I've gone to see Average White Band. I've seen Ambrosia, like you name it. I try to see them. Yeah. And then the last thing is obviously, I wouldn't have my podcast, Weddings Unveiled, if it wasn't for my obsession with weddings, especially celebrity weddings. I'm a freak for them. Yeah. Honestly, I, I've only been to one wedding, been in one wedding and had one wedding <laughs> and it was it was not the Elvis I wanted I wanted fat Elvis really? and I had unclipped butt out show pants Elvis I will I'm literally the, the text message you're getting after this conversation is his ass like it's his perfectly tanned oh ass with a thong. God, I can't you're this. welcome um but but I uh, love that you specifically wanted bloated Elvis like, I wanted I wanted die on the toilet what? Elvis I oh wanted God. jumpsuit die on the toilet Elvis and what <laughs> Elvis did I get cocaine 70s like aqua jewelry thing Elvis I have to tell you something quickly yeah my my mom's gonna listen to this because she's very supportive um she is the biggest Elvis fan. Like I grew up on Elvis because of her. I've been to Graceland twice and his birthplace in Tupelo, Mississippi, 13 times. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I've been on the plane 
like I was eight the first time and you could smell the bacon in the kitchen cooking because the aunt was living there at the time. <laughs> this is before Priscilla and Lisa Marie sold it. And then the second time I came back, I was a junior or senior in high school. So my mom was going to be so disappointed that you didn't want like nice young Elvis that you're like specifically sick. You wanted to like basically dead and bloated Elvis. No, I'm so sorry. What's your mom's name? Rhonda. Rhonda, I am so sorry, but no, I really wanted him to die. In front of me. Him to die. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Honestly, but that's what I you, just told you, you wanted but, but, the You know what I'm saying? Like, I totally do. I'm just dream, kidding with you. You know but... what I mean? Like you're Yeah. Okay, let me talk about this wedding. Let's go back into like the wedding, right? So, <laughs> so um he shows up clearly cocaine out of his mind and Scott like hands him a coin from his ship, which you know your brother's been in for a long time, so you understand like that's a big deal. Yeah. And basically we were married at the Little White Chapel in a Elvis drive through wedding situation, but like really you just get in the car and you sit there and then they take photos or whatever. And so he shows up with his little like microphone and speaker and his butt's out. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then I can't stop laughing. I have to send you the photo of us laughing. Yeah. We're dead. We're dead. Like, and I'm like in tears because it's my dream, right? Like, this is my dream. And I'm like, I'm like, I just, this is my dream. And he's like, all right, thank you. Thank you very much. And I was like, <laughs> right crazy so it, it's all in 10 minutes and then at one point scott shoves glasses onto my head because he makes me we he skips over our vows they never happened and he skip he skip and then he starts singing teddy bear which is not a it's a good song but it's not it's not a like popular song it's also the song that uncle jesse sings to like the children on Full right House. like you're expecting like maybe yeah. lovely tender or I'm expecting Viva Las Vegas, anything Viva, else. Yeah, exactly. Because right. I our hashtag was Viva Las Walwicks. Oh, and, that's so great. And so I was like, okay, well, whatever. And so like the whole time Scott and I was like looking at each other like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and and then Scott almost poked my eye out with these glasses and, and it is what it is. And then my best friend is his second cousin. I met him. I met her through Scott. So that's my best friend. And she's, she's my wedding. She was my wedding photographer and she's incredible. And she got the one photo I wanted, which was the classic kiss in front of Fremont street, which mm. is gorgeous. So I'll send you that photo too. But anyway, it was hilarious and funny. And it was the craziest 15 minutes of anyone's life. <laughs> and we were already married, so it didn't matter. But I, I do love Elvis. I've always loved Elvis. And that's why I have an Elvis stitch on my arm because yeah because scott will always make the stitch voice to me and i hate it and <laughs> then i also love lilo and stitch because of it the elvis tie-in and also yes. hawaiians love elvis and so on my right bicep is a uh water it's my newest tattoo it's my watercolor lilo and stitch and my first guest ever was my tattoo artist on my podcast and she did a really beautiful job so so I do love Elvis. Your mom's probably a bigger flex than me, loving him way more. I've not been to Graceland. I'm sorry that I asked for decrepit Elvis. Oh, don't apologize. And I got, and I got, want. and I got, and I got cocaine fun Elvis. No, see, this but... is an imposter. Don't apologize for what you want. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's all good. So, um, oh, but I have to say though, since you are moving to Hawaii, you need to like prep yourself by watching Blue Hawaii. And, oh like, yeah, love all Hawaiian the time. Style. Yeah, all the time, all the time. You are gonna have to come visit me, obviously. So Done. Let's talk about unpopular opinions. I love yours. <laughs> I like that your example is cantaloupe is trash. Do you really feel that way? Yeah. 
my mom would make me eat it all the time and it was like never oh so now it's like ugh. and then and then also it's a filler it's a filler fruit like a carnation is a filler flower it's a filler fruit I don't agree with you, but I totally get why you would not like it. Respect. And I respect it. <laughs> I respect I respect your disdain for cantaloupe. I don't like kiwi. I think that's trash. Yeah, kiwi's gross. I don't get People it. People who eat the skin, what are, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so, okay, my unpopular opinion and... I know there's a lot of people that are going to agree with me, maybe on the one, but not so much the other for whatever reason. But I, I don't understand the popularity of the bachelor or the Kardashians. How I'm dare like, you? I'm like ducking down. <laughs> I know I'm like ducking down. It's like now you're fine. Throwing like tomatoes and TP at me. Um, no, I just, I don't know. Like I watched bachelor the first couple seasons, like way back in the day. Um, but like, no, I mean, I get it. I, I totally get it. Cause I, I watch things like Selling Sunset and CSO Dress. Like we all have our reality shows, right? 90 Day Fiance. Hello. Right. Like I, I totally get it in the grand scheme of things, but I don't care for either of them. I think The Bachelor, I don't know. It just, it just kind of comes across as desperate for attention. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I know you I, probably don't agree with me. You're probably a super fan, but like, I just don't like it. Oh, you typecast me as a super fan. Oh, you're right. No, oh, I'm like laughing about it. Like, I think no, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not. Like, I'm not mad. You. I'm not mad. I'm not offended. Um, okay. so here's a. Let me tell you a story. So, I one of my really good one of my besties, Kara, who I've known since college. We have always bonded over The Bachelor. And she okay. and I, when we were in our 20s, like we would go to, because like a lot of people from Denver, right? So like one of my old waitresses, Lace Morris, like she was on The Bachelor, like this, that, and the other, blah, 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 JJ Lane, his brother matched with me on Tinder and he was such a boring piece of shit, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I love it. It's a fandom for me, of course. But yeah. as I've gotten married and like kind of moved on in life, it's more boring. My friend Ryan, however, is obsessed. And so I matched with Ryan on Bumble BFF. This is a true story. Matched with her on Bumble BFF, which is like the friend version of making friends, like of Bumble, which is like women message first uh oh okay so I matched with her she was like you have a cavalier I have a cavalier my mom I keep the cavalier at my parents house and I was like okay well you have a cavalier great she's like you like the bachelor I was like I love the bachelor and I invited her to like come to my house but I also it's a deployment and I had bought a bunch of seltzers and I was like taste testing them and I ended up like passing out on my couch. So I invited <laughs> her to my house and she thought I was like trying to like, she's a murderino and also a, a true crime person. She thought I was trying to murder her. Oh and my Karen, God. her mom, Karen, like was like, don't ever, like, you can't go over there again. Like whatever. No. And I woke up and I was mortified. I called my friend Carissa crying. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. And so I ended up like, we didn't talk for a month. And then she had gone on like a horrible date. Sorry, Ryan, horrible date. And she had posted about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. Like, oh, wow. Like, bleh. and then we decided to do a zoom date for bachelor this current season. And then we've just become like simpatico, like we're oh, that's awesome. so close of, as friends now. And like, I couldn't imagine my life with not having Ryan in it. Like she's someone that I think we, we talked last night, like in, for two hours or whatever. And it's like. I called her for like a five minute conversation about how Scott couldn't fly off the ship. And she was like, eh, 
and we just kept talking. She's a teacher. She also uh, officer in the National Guard, so I love her. Regardless, she is who I watched The Bachelor with. So you have a bond with it, but it, it's a bond. But like, my thing is, I'm so far removed now because I, like, I'm married. Like, I'm married, and like, I could never. There's not a reason that I could ever, like that I could ever imagine like having to like be back in that atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. The dating world. So you have a different investment in the show now. Now it's just, so now it's just like, like my friend, Ryan, who's single, friend my friend, my yeah. friend, Ryan, who's single. I'm like, okay, like I want to watch this for you, but yeah, this last season was trash. So I agree with you. And the Kardashians <laughs> are, like, no, I don't hate the bachelor. You don't hate it. It's okay. I, but the, it's just, it's it's, not my it body. doesn't age well. It doesn't age well. How are we like trying to, and let's talk about like social justice for a second. How are we trying like, oh, okay. We finally have, oh, he's, but he's, he's a mixed man. And now he's mm. the bachelor, but like we decided to have him because like everyone was angry that no one's ever been black. Like what, what is this? Right. And I only know any of this because it's on people magazine mm-hmm. because I don't watch the show, but like, obviously I, I follow all the trades and I do. Yeah. To me, it's just like, really after like 3,500 seasons, like now, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm just like, it's, it's just like, they probably should have been more inclusive a lot sooner. But, yeah. But. And then, and then they made Chris Harrison go away. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's the only reason I, but I've been to like, a taping. That wasn't obvious. That's like sending, right. like, you know, side step. I've, I've yeah. been to a taping. I've been to a taping. Now we have Ocho Cinco as the host. What is oh, really? happening? Yes. <laughs> No way. Do you remember when he had that reality show on VH1? I didn't watch it, but I'm sure it's amazing. I mean, this was like early aughts, mid aughts. It's it's like, it was Ocho and, oh, who's the other football player? Oh, they were always making the news at the time. And they ended up, uh, damn it. I'm blanking. But anyways, it was like around, I think. Something about AIDS. Something about AIDS. It was, it was like them and they're like, they're, it was a reality show, like their lives or something, you know, and they were like playing in the NFL still at the time. It's, oh, I don't remember it. It was like, <laughs> this is post rock of love with Brett Michaels, but pre oh, man. love and hip hop. Like, it's you know what? And, and Tiffany, Tiffany, uh, Pollard, who is New York, oh, New York just yeah. had her reboot and a, um, a reunion where she revisited all of her loves. I saw that was coming and it I'm not going to so lie. Good. As much as I give shit about the bachelor, I would probably watch at least the first episode of that, even though it's. Oh yeah. I was that. more a VH one stand than I was like any in college. Like I was, I was in college from 2007 till 10. So, cause I'm, I'm going to be 32 this year. So I was okay. in college at a different point. And I would be like, I barely could watch television, but I would watch like, you know, celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Like this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. <laughs> so I would just yeah. like watch me because VH1 was peak trashy. We had Rock of Love. We had, yes. we had, I love New York. <laughs> we had, um, oh yes. What's the one? Oh, again. Celebrity rehab. Oh yes. We had all of it. We had all of it. <laughs> Ugh, I literally, I, my poor podcast listeners are like, 
can you just like get off this podcast so that like you talk to each other? But um, <laughs> we are winding down, of course. And um, my last question is always, I love to give the floor to my listeners to promote whatever they'd like to promote. So Leah, do you have something you'd like to promote? Yeah, I'd love to promote my podcast, Weddings Unveiled with Leah Longbreak. It's with Evergreen Podcasts. Um, and that's what you can find it there at evergreenpodcast.com. Uh, Weddings Unveiled is also on Instagram and Twitter at, at WU Leah Longbreak, as well as on Facebook. And of course, anywhere you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you can find Weddings Unveiled with Leah Longbreak there. Amazing. And I'm so excited uh, to just have you on here to share your story. I mean, honestly, like now we're best friends. It's so that I know. I appreciate Sorry. I don't know how that works. (laughs) No, I I so appreciate you even reaching out to me. Like it's such a, it's such an honor. Like when someone as cool as yourself, like even reaches out to me to like be on my podcast. So of course my listeners, this is please don't kick me out podcast about imposter syndrome, all of the details for Leah, her podcast, everything is going to be in the description. And, um, yeah, Leah, I, I just, I don't want to say goodbye. I know. I love you. (laughs) So we can get your full wedding journey. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great night. You too. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dashofpep.com pep.com and you can enter p-d-k-m-o at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.